0: five must-have tools for detailing efficiency. Hi, I'm Ivan. I'm Nick. This is DIY Detail. We're going to go over five tools that make detailing A, more efficient, B, more fun, C, if you're a professional, more profitable. They just make it faster and easier. Right. Which is probably all the things you just said. But yeah, all those things,
1: if they sound good to you, listen up because we're going to explain what we're sitting next to and how they will make you a faster detailer. Exactly. First of all,
0: The flag tip nylon brush. This has gotten a lot of love and a lot of hate on internet for years. And because people see a brush and they automatically assume the broom on the floor. You know, it's that rigid, it's that hard. It is not. A flag tip nylon brush is as soft as the softest wash mitt, but it's in a brush form. And that's what people freaks people out, because they see a brush and it's, it's the end of the world. But this, you can put over your paint all day long, you're not gonna scratch. it. The important
1: thing to note here is you really want to pretreat the paint first, right? And then rinse it with a hose or pressure washer, and then ideally, that would be sitting in your bucket of incredible suds or rinseless wash. Then you pretreat the paint again, and then whether it's that, a wash a legacy sponge, uh, they're all safe on your paint. Exactly. So it's the steps beforehand, not this media.
0: Yeah, and I see a lot of detailers, especially the you know the Instagram influencers, that are making videos that people like to watch. But they're showing one thing that to me is really odd. They foam the car. They haven't rinsed it. So a dry car, they foam it. Then around the emblem, they take that little brush. Well, they're just taking all the grit out of there and scratching it off. We do a foam rinse foam method where we foam, we rinse, then we foam again. We've taken all that grit away with that first foaming. And now you can go around the emblems with the brush. But instead of going around with that little brush that's the size of your finger, just use this. It's amazing for the front of your vehicle, right? right? The front bumper, the grills, but
1: then you're like, wait, this could actually work on my front bumper paint. It could work on my
0: hood, but like, it is yeah. safe on paint. Exactly, it is paint safe and great for wheels and tires. Just that if you're doing the faces of your wheels and tires, this is great, does a great job on those. Again, it's safe. You have to be as safe with your wheels as you are with the, your body. It's clear coat as well.
1: Yeah, but I would like to have either two of these or more efficient, use them at different times. Yeah, exactly. So you could use this for your wheels, but then make sure you clean it out. Then you could put it uh, in your rinses washer, incredible suds bucket. Yeah. After you know it's, I don't know, maybe cleaning it is not even a necessary step, but I'm going to do it after I do my wheels. And right. then I'll use it on
0: paint. So it, it's safe for both. Exactly. And people freak out about wheels, but in reality, the wheel is often cleaner than the other parts of the car. Uh, your wheel doesn't get any more dirt on it than the fender right behind it. So. You know, detailers for years, I need special wheel towels and special wheel brushes and all that, it's really not necessary. When you look at it logically and when you actually do it and check it out and think about it, there's not more dirt on the wheel than there is on the rest of the car. This brush too, you can get the wheel face and you can get the The sidewall of the tire. Yeah.
1: So it's great in terms of your tires and your wheels. It's like, it's kind of the one-stop shop. So it is a game-changing, you know, efficiency hack. And it's available on
0: diydetail.com. And if you're going to have just one brush in your arsenal, this is the one to have. Not everything here we sell, by the way. So just, you know, keep that in mind. So this one's done.
1: Let's move it out of the way. Next, your pick. Uh, Let's go with the Legacy sponge. If we're talking about washing the car, I think this is another versatile and incredibly useful tool in your arsenal. This is great for rinse washing. It's also perfectly fine for incredible sides. Exactly. It's a versatile wash media and it will last you hundreds,
0: thousands of washes. Like, yeah. just buy the dang thing, and you'll have a wash sponge forever. Right. And the same people that were freaking out about at the brush are freaking out about the sponge. Because they've been told for years, never use a sponge on paint. You're right. Don't use the dish sponge on paint. But use the legacy sponge. This is designed specifically. It's engineered to work with a rinseless wash, to work with incredible suds, and to clean your car safely. There are slits. There are openings. This is where the dirt goes. That and the foam itself. The foam is designed specifically for this job. It works wonderfully. The way that it works is, if you take this out of your wash bucket and just leave it sopping wet, it's actually not gonna be efficient for you. But if you take it out of your wash bucket, give it a little squeeze, so it's just on the verge of dripping, then being a sponge, it wants to absorb. So the dirt that's on your car, it brings it just into the surface, away from the dirt, very safe. As soon as you put this back into your wash bucket, the rinses wash or the incredible suds have this chemical attraction that wants to take the dirt out of the sponge. So one little touch to the top of the water and the sponge is clean. How do you hold your legacy sponge? I just realized...
1: I hold it like, no, the other way. Oh, yeah. you put it like this. Yeah. Okay, you are holding it like this, and I wondered if that was uh, a more efficient way to use it. No, it's whichever way you prefer. It, it's meant to be held in the hand. Talk about the design of the
0: Legacy plant. Right, so the design, first of all, simple to hold in your hand. The thickness is there for a reason. We could have made this just an inch thick if we wanted to. The thickness is there for a reason to reduce pressure points, and pressure points are what cause marring in the wash process, whether it be in the washing or the drying process. If your towel is too thin, you might get pressure points. If you're applying pressure, this, I can put five pounds of pressure on this and I get a nice even pressure everywhere. But when you're using it, you don't need pressure to use it. And it's two colors. Now our original prototype, these were two different types of foam, but we were able to get with the manufacturer and get them to make two different colors of the same foam. And that's really been a game changer for us. Because the original one, we had a a side that was a little rougher, you know, for scrubbing. We'll put it that way. But we decided to go with the same foam, both sides. And the reason for that is it gives you a tracer. It gives you a visual clue of where you're doing and where you've been. And I've designed many wash sponges over the years. One of them I designed was all black. And people complain that, well, I can't see the dirt on it. Well, you can see the dirt on this side. If you absolutely need to see the dirt on your sponge, use the red side. I just love how
1: simple it is. Like sometimes if you haven't pre-treated the paint, so it's fairly clean. Like if you're not going to, I mean, pre-rinse. So if you're not going to pre-rinse your vehicle and you're going to use a rinses wash method, you're just going to spray rinses on there and wash. You don't want it to be very dirty, right? But when you do that method, you like to use the red side on the panel and flip it and then do the black side on the panel. Exactly. And it just kind of helps you. I know it sounds so simple, but like having the two
0: colors helps you keep track of that. Exactly. So... The Legacy Sponge, another must-have tool. Well, see you later. Yeah. Now, we couldn't decide which one of these three was the best. So we're going to talk about all three. We had a debate.
1: We started with the wool, and I was like, but I don't know. I really like the rotary jeweling pad, but then I really like the yellow. And so it's like, all right. Talk about how these will make you more efficient if
0: used with the gold standard polish. Right. So these are a system, actually. They were designed in conjunction with with each other and to play off each other. So we'll start with the most aggressive. Actually, detailing, you're always better to start with the least aggressives, so we'll do that. The least aggressive is our red rotary jeweling pad. What makes this different than most pads on the market? First of all, is the thickness. It's a lot thicker than most pads on the market. It's an inch and a quarter versus one inch or three quarter inch, and some are even thinner than that. That thickness combined with the waffle surface and the ultimately very, very fine foam gives you the best jeweling ability you could have. And by jeweling, we mean bringing that paint up to a gloss level you've never seen before. It's an amazing way to finish polish. If you've never
1: used a rotary... This is the pad to use, the gold standard polishing system. If you're curious about what the system is, you're new to the channel, we're going to have a link below on, on what the you know rotary jeweling pad does and how it works within the system.
0: Exactly. And we call it the rotary jeweling pad. Yes, you can use it on your DA as well. But on a rotary, it just excels. Uh, for lack of a better pun, it shines. A must-have pad, it is fun to use. If you've never used a rotary in your life, this is going to take the fear out of using a rotary. Yeah, the gloss is amazing. Yeah. Uh next, our yellow waffle pad, our most versatile pad.
1: This is a great pad for one steps. It's our best selling pad. Yeah. I tend to tell people if you're gonna look for one pad in the system, this is the one. Right. If you
0: can only afford one pad, this is the one pad you want to afford. They're not expensive, they work. Again, a waffle surface. And we specifically have waffles for a reason. Much thinner than the rotary jeweling pad. Yeah. And The reason for a waffle is better cooling ability. The cooler your pad runs, the better your cut will be and the better your finish will be. That's one advantage to the waffle. The other advantage is user experience. When you're polishing, a flat pad tends to be grabby, tends to want to move the machine around. Whereas a waffle pad conforms itself a lot better to the surface because it's very rare that we're polishing a perfectly flat panel. And this actually gets better coverage over the paint than a flat pad because when you're using this it actually squashes down just a little bit we have more surface area here than we do on a flat pad that extra surface area gives you that better cut and that better finish how come more surface area means more surface area working for you oh it's so interesting i
1: just know that when i use it it feels like it never
0: gets hot yeah it doesn't and i think of
1: teaching a beginner as someone I'm like the number one thing to remember when you're polishing paint is to avoid heat.
0: Yeah, heat is your enemy no matter what you're doing. Because you, you can't really mess up paint if you're not getting it hot. No, exactly. You can, but, I mean, you have to work at it. It's yeah.
1: very, you have to be very creative, I would say. Yeah, finally. With the polishing pad. Yeah, there's variables involved. But heat is where you're going to get yourself into trouble and burn paint and all that rest, going after scratches. We teach a system that, that uh, does offer some defect removal with the wool pad, which yeah. you're about to talk about but we're not teaching you to go after to perfection.
0: No, exactly. Finally, the wool pad. Now the wool pad is a hybrid. We have a foam interface with a quarter inch long foamed wool face. And this, I specifically designed for the dual action machine. And when dual actions really became popular, the long stroke, like the 15 and the 21, people were abandoning the rotary and saying, I wanna do everything with a DA. Well, the problem with the DA's, you put a foam pad on it, it's gonna cut. If you put a microfiber pad, they create too much heat in my, you know, in my circumstance or in my thinking, they create way too much heat. Wool runs much cooler than microfiber. And wool has the advantage of being very aggressive in cutting, but it also finishes down really well. Yeah, you get substantial
1: cut, good finish. And on certain paints, like we did one today, all you need is this wool. Like if you're a working detailer and you're trying to do one steps and send them out the door. Yep. This will give you cut
0: and finish that is satisfactory on most paints. Oh yeah, definitely. A super soft paint, you might get a bit of micro marring, but other than that, great pad, long lasting as well.
1: So uh, the micro marring then you could you could finish out with either this on a rotary right or this
0: on a DA. Yeah. Now we have three pads. We never condone doing a three step. It's <laughs> yeah. You know one step or two step and if you're doing a two-step start with this one it's going to be faster you're going to have to do less passes than trying to do a foam pad so yes you're going to cut you might leave a little marring but either one of these other pads will get rid of any of the marring this could have left behind
1: if you have a rotary and a dual action polisher and you're like which one do i use do a test spot see which finishes down better but chances are if you just have a dual action polisher then you'll just use the yellow pad and you'll get great finish yeah exactly.
0: So. Speaking of pads, we always ask people to use a damp pad. So let's uh, see if these pads fly, and they do. Hey, perfect. You can use them as a Frisbee. So we always say to use a clean, damp pad, and never put clean polish on a dirty pad. We have videos that describe different ways of cleaning your pad and maintaining your pad. But if you're a professional detailer or even a serious hobbyist, this is one of the best investments you can make in your pad detailing regime.
1: Pad washers are great. Yeah. You can attempt to do this at home with a bucket, and it's a video I'll put a link down below. You teach people how to use a bucket. Yeah. With a little bit of rinseless wash in there, you know, and you're in, you can dunk the pad in there and free spin in another bucket. But if you're doing this consistently, the pad washer is a must have.
0: Yeah. The pad washer really accentuates the cleaning ability of the pads. And we have a lot of people, and this is tradition in detailing, oh, I use 10 pads on a car. Well, using 10 pads on a car, yeah, it works. But every time you're taking a pad off your backing plate, you're taking time, you're damaging the pad because you're having to rip the pad off of there, and it's hard on the Velcro if you don't let it cool down. So the pad washer does that. And we can do one vehicle, with one pad actually we can do ten vehicles with one pad normally you never need to take it off the machine till it's time to replace the pad
1: I never could figure that out like how do you only polish with one pad but then I realized you have to do it the way Ivan tells you which is not introduce tons of heat and
0: pressure right because heat and pressure is going to beat the living crap out of these pads right and the other thing is as soon as you take it to this it's cool water it immediately cools down the pad yes so you're not getting that build up of heat in your pad and we prefer for our system to use a free spinning da there are some da's that have a pad break on them and that generates heat coming from the machine into the pad and you also have the friction of the pad on the paint generating heat as well a double whammy for being hard on pads What if people are gonna use heat anyway? Uh, It's their risk, but you're actually not cutting more. It is, you know, something that we used to do in the 60s and 70s when you had lacquer paints. Heat was a good thing. You know, there there was a system out there, there was a franchise company. They, you know, they would heat soak the paint is what they called it. And they would just go at it with a, a rotary at a very high speed with lots of pressure and create lots of heat on the paint. When we had lacquer paints, again, that was a good thing. We don't have lacquer paints anymore. Our paint is plastic. And that plastic, if you get it hot, it gets soft. When it gets soft, it does all sorts of weird things to the abrasives. The abrasives don't work like they're supposed to, like they're designed to. You can do damage. You can do all sorts of bad things to your paint. And you swell it when you do that. So you have a false impression that you've corrected the paint. and Then it comes back to haunt you.
1: You can listen to him or you can try it on your own, make some mistakes. Maybe you have some success
0: as well. But yeah, you're not going to burn paint if you're keeping it cool. I'll put it that no, way. No, exactly. Now, the pad washer, we do sell on our website. There are other uh, websites that sell it. Whoever's got the lowest price that day, buy it from them. Uh, because it is not a tool that we make money on. It is, you know, we have it on our website as a convenience item for you. Because we
1: believe in it so much and everybody asks us for it because we have it in all of our videos because that's how we want to polish paint. Exactly. we want you to polish it like that as well. All right, and these, uh, this one I'm not gonna throw. (laughs) These other items, one of which we definitely don't sell.
0: Yeah. So these are sprayers and spraying is a very efficient way of putting material on the paint. And as a professional detailer, doing the trigger spray all day long, gets very hard on your hands and your wrists and everything so if you can have a sprayer that you don't need excuse me that you don't need to pull the trigger then you're great and or you just pull it once now this is a foamer the IK foamer has advantages in foaming and the reason we want to foam some chemicals and especially all-purpose cleaner all-purpose cleaner when you foam it it becomes much more effective and the reason it becomes effective is you have multiple contact points When we just spray the product on, so we spray all clean at 15 to one, it goes on the surface, it's one layer of all clean touching the dirt and it stays there. When you foam it on, every time a bubble bursts, and remember those uh, commercials in the 80s, You'll, you'll know who I'm talking about. They're cleaning a bathroom. But anyways, every time one of those little bubbles bursts, it puts a new product in contact with the surface. A new product in contact with the surface. So now your dwell time is not just the dwell time of the foam, but you're putting or you're reactivating the product every time and it's touching the surface. So it's basically scrubbing the surface by itself. Very, very useful for uh, things like wheels and pre-treating the vehicle. But foaming an all-purpose cleaner really makes the all-purpose cleaner even more powerful and a better value for you. And I love that you can connect both this and this
1: keg sprayer, which we'll talk about to an air compressor or just a little inflator. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it might take a long time, but uh, they both have valves here. And so it's like, you don't have to do any heavy pumping, right? No. So to no. get the stuff on the paint, you could spray it in a trigger sprayer. It'd take a long time. Yeah. But in terms of foam, it's really nice to have this option.
0: Yeah. And this, you know, you can pump it up. Yep, you can. If you want. Yep. But we have these little inflators that do a great job. There's a lot of them on the market. Even IK sells a, a dedicated inflator for this so these work very well they're available in a foaming and a non-foaming but if you're gonna get an ik get the foaming one it's just it'll make your life easier and if you don't have a foam cannon you can actually put incredible suds in this and foam it on a car you
1: can yeah and yeah. it actually works very well so we use this for wheels we love the all clean in the foamer and then we love to lay down our rinseless wash with a sprayer.
0: And this is actually a keg sprayer. I'd right. Think. And there's many companies that make these. A lot of them are sort of a cottage industry thing because they uh, basically recycle kegs that are used for other things. Uh, these are you know, ex, uh, I think, Pepsi or Coca-Cola kegs. So the, the syrup that's in the machine that you get the pop at the restaurant, that's what the syrup comes in is these. They're pressurized. They can take a lot of pressure. We normally use it around 80 PSI. And this one is made by a friend of ours, Scott Graves. He's a friend of the channel. He sent it to us just because he likes seeing our content and wants uh, wants us to use it. And he makes or assembles these, you know, the stainless steel he doesn't make, but he assembles all the components and everything and make sure that they're safe and that they're working properly. Like I said, there's a lot of different brands on the market. Just look for a detailing keg and you'll see what's out there. But for a rinseless wash, especially someone who does not have a pressure washer, that 80 or you can even bump them up to 100 PSI, gives you a lot of pressure and you can basically flush out things you can clean and they're efficient because they hold a lot of liquid. Even better, they hold a lot of air. So instead of filling up the liquid all the way, I just like to put one or two gallons in and the rest is compressed air. That means I can get around the car multiple times without having to pump it up again.
1: Yeah, and you just change the nozzle to a narrower flow. Yeah, you can get it feels like almost a pressure washer. Well, you actually kind
0: can of, put a pressure washer wand on these. You can. Yeah, yeah. So some people do that. Works well, uh, but definitely you know a very efficient system, a very efficient way, especially for rinseless washing. It, Absolutely, it has its place. You know, in the heart of anybody that's doing rinseless washing they dream about getting one of these if they don't have one already notice we didn't mention an air compressor
1: we didn't mention a steamer we didn't mention a kranzler pressure washer like these are all what relatively
0: under two hundred dollars i don't know what a keg cost the keg and the eye care a little more expensive but again the utility and the lifespan of these is great a pressure washer yeah you can pick up a cheap 99 dollar pressure washer and it's going to work well yeah uh you know, a pressure washer is not something you need to go out and buy a $2000 pressure washer, especially if you're starting out. They're fun. The the more expensive one might be a little quieter, might have a little more gallons per minute or a little more pressure. But the $99 one is actually going to do the job.
1: I'm all about use what you've got. Yep. Buy what's in your budget. You don't need to go and get all the latest and greatest stuff, but there are certain investment pieces that I think are going to just
0: pay for themselves right away and they continue to work for you. Right. And the efficiency, especially, you know, one tool that gets a lot of bad press, uh, not bad press, but people, ah, I don't need that. I don't need that is the pad washer. And then when they get one, we get on our Facebook groups, like, man, I should have got that like years ago because it really does make a difference. And detailers have a habit of cleaning their pads just at the end of the day or at the end of the week. And that becomes a chore. It becomes, a, oh, I have to clean pads. Whereas this, they're always clean. They're always clean. Yeah. Yeah. Trust us, guys. It definitely works.
1: What is on your list of efficiency tools that make you more efficient? What did we leave out? Because I'd love to hear from you. And I even mentioned pop. Also, I love to know like pop or soda. Like let's settle well, the debate yeah, once and for all
0: depends where you're from. So pop, soda, cola, uh, you know, or seltzer, depending on who you are, where you're from, the important De- subjects of our time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. What is it for you? The
1: important subject is that you've stayed with us and thank you so much for doing that. Please subscribe if you found value in this podcast. We have so many more podcasts and we hope you join us right here.